Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania, diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more. This podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. Welcome to episode 41. I'm really excited about this one. As you guys already know from last week, I just need to cut to the chase because I've had the most insane. Honestly, life has been weird for me the past like few weeks, couple of weeks. But specifically like this morning was also so whack. Like, I don't know what's going on. And it just was like confirming that like, oh my gosh, things have been really weird the past like week or two. Basically, let me just set the scene this morning. I woke up, I rolled over clicked my phone I didn't sleep super well last night and my screen was literally like black it's hard to explain it was black but like you know when you can still tell it was like backlit still like there was still electricity to to the phone but like it was all like messed up like my screen was just messed up and I was like hmm like that's interesting and my phone was giving me like no signs before of like it was getting a little bit temperamental you know what I'm saying so it was like super random out of the blue I was like okay interesting and I had set an alarm which if I usually don't set an alarm I naturally will wake up between like seven and eight every morning alarms just feel a little bit aggressive to me sometimes which I know so many of you guys are gonna be like oh my gosh like enjoy the luxury and I know that but I just my body can wake up so I just am like I don't really feel the need to like use an alarm unless I like really need to get up earlier than normal anyways nevertheless I went to check my computer to see what time it was and it was so beautifully 6 58 a.m when my alarm was supposed to go off at seven so like I love that my body also does that when I like set an alarm somehow my body like subconsciously knows to wake up like that happens genuinely often but anyway so I was like okay interesting so also I'm flying out to New York today to go home this weekend because I have another wedding so I'm filming this like a little bit earlier than I normally do record the podcast and I'm like okay I'm like trying to think of situations I'm like today I needed to record the podcast which I needed to be able to get on Instagram to like see the questions that you guys sent in like I said I'm flying out today so I'm like okay you know kind of going to be a nuisance to not have a phone for this eight hour travel day but like it can be done like I can print out my boarding pass whatever whatever but the bigger concern was like I was supposed to go hit likes this morning and I'm like I'm supposed to hit likes without music like are you kidding me so that was honestly the most concerning portion of anything but I'm like trying to figure out if I can get to a place today before I leave to try to like get my phone fixed some way or another but I'm like remaining calm I'm like okay trying to think of solutions I remember that I have my old phone so I went turned it on I charged it and I'm like okay I could at least use this for an iPod day like I'm sure they're gonna have there's wi-fi at you know, at the airport, all this sort of stuff. I'm like, okay, it's going to be chilling. I can play music at least on this while I'm at the gym. Like literally I'm just going to be in uh, iPod life until I go home. And I was like, it's perfect. I can get on Instagram to do, to record the podcast, whatever, whatever. I'm just remaining calm because I'm driving to the gym and I'm like, clearly this is happening for some sort of reason because this is just absolutely bizarre. And it's true. Like when it's the least the lesser likely scenario when that's happening like clearly it's happening for a reason because literally the odds are against you for that happening like it's not some mistake of like you know what I mean like oh likely that would happen like no whenever I'm in some a situation like this I'm like the odds of this happening are so low that like clearly this is happening for a reason like it's easier to keep you on like a path with no hiccups or obstacles than like be on a be on a path that's like derailing you like it takes more energy to derail your path and have whatever it is stay on its path so that's what I always tell myself when I feel like I'm getting derailed I'm like this is happening for a reason 
Anyways, I'm staying calm. I'm trusting uni. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. Like, at least I have a phone that's broken. Like, you know, that's a privilege in of itself to be able to have a phone that can even be broken, whatever, whatever. Remaining calm right before I go into the gym. I'm like, let me just try to turn on the phone one more time because also it was weird because like then my alarm went off on my phone. But again, the screen was just black and like when I would plug it in, the phone would vibrate. So like the phone itself was working, just the screen wasn't working for whatever reason. And like Siri came on one time. So I was like, she just is having a struggling. She's just struggling this morning. Right before I go into the gym, I'm like, let me try to turn it on one more time. I see the beautiful, crisp, <laughs> familiar Apple logo come on my phone screen. And I'm, of course, like just saying to myself, I'm like, you got it. Good job. Proud of you. Like, you got it. Come on. <laughs> and she turned on and it was all it was all great and it worked. So that was lovely. OK, but super bizarre. But it, now she's functioning fine. So there's that. Then I got another person scheduled a coaching call, which also reminds me I didn't even think to do to a announce it but yesterday I had such a beautiful coaching call with one of you guys someone from the audience she was so amazing and we had an hour-long session phone call and we talked about so many different freaking things we talked about her you know her fitness journey her training protocols she had a lot of questions about cardio and my opinion on cardio what I do for cardio um, kind of the best way that she could go about programming her own cardio um, we talked about how to transition more so into intuitive eating we talked about my like future plans with my fitness we talked about social media growth tips and like how I grew on social media we talked about so many different freaking things we talked about her protein intake so many things and it was such a rewarding call and it was so fun to be able to like connect to you guys and like speak to someone in as much of real life as I can right now because everything I do is online but it just was really really nice and just another way to connect and I just am happy that it was able to provide her value and she's looking to do another like follow-up call afterwards in a couple of weeks just to like let me know where she's at and just more questions and things like that um, just to kind of progress in you know our meeting I guess if you will and so I wanted to see how that would go, first of all, because she was the one that reached out and was like, hey, because on my stand store, I have an option, like an ask me anything option where you guys um, can send in a question and then I'll send you a video answer of me like answering your question in depth because you guys will, you know, send in questions via Instagram stories, but like I can never get to all of them at all, nor answer them like in depth as I would like to answer them in depth slash they're usually never like personal questions so if there was like any personal questions that you wanted my advice on I would send you like an Instagram DM and just to ensure that it was answered and answered thoroughly she saw that and she was like hey like I would love to do you know more of like an in-depth call like do you offer consultation calls or coaching calls like 30 or 60 minute options and I was like say yes girl like I would freaking let's do it let's go for it and I absolutely loved it I wanted to see how it would go and it just was amazing and I really loved the experience and I love the thought of being able to help you guys on an even deeper scale because again I'm speaking about everything so vaguely and it's always on a general scale scale but it's really different when I can speak to you guys on your personal you know basis and like if you provide me more information of like you and your situation I can give you more direct specialized feedback which I think is the most helpful of anything so with all that being said, I'm offering 30 and 60 minute consultation, coaching calls, whatever you want to call them. And we can truly genuinely talk about anything your heart desires within 
you know, appropriateness, but we could literally talk about anything. If you need like a big sister or a coach or a mentor or anything, like I'll be there for you guys. We could talk about all things, fitness, your fitness journey, training, nutrition. Um, we could talk about spirituality, mindfulness, journaling, affirmations, meditations, any life advice that you guys have, social media, growth tips, how I grew on social media. There's literally endless, endless things that we can speak about. And again, I might not have every single solitary answer, but I promise to give you guys honest, and throw feedback to the best of my ability. Um, and yeah, just be an even more valuable resource for you guys. So again, those, those two options will be listed down below in my stand store. It's will be linked in the show notes or in the description box. If you guys are watching me on YouTube. Hello. Hello. So yeah, got get, I got the reason I'm saying this because then I got another coaching call when I was at, um, the gym, which made me really excited. Came home. I got, a package in the mail that's really exciting something for you guys that I'm really excited about but the order is like a little bit wrong I feel like the uni's like trying but like it's a little bit off because also the coaching call I kind of had to reschedule because the time she picked like didn't really work so it was like the uni's trying we're, we're just like a little bit off the mark today but like we're making it through and I'm for some reason in a really good mood regardless so we're just we're just charging through with a positive attitude this is also reminding me the other day I was at like a little outdoor concert and this, this family was there and this mom had like some, she had like a few sons and one of them had a literal chunk of ice and she was sitting in her lawn chair and he came in the back of her and just put this huge chunk of ice down the back of her shirt. And when I tell you this mother did not flinch, this mother did not wink an eye. And she turned around to me and my mom, cause we were behind her and she goes, I told myself <laughs> I was going to have a peaceful, relaxing Saturday. So I'm going to have a peaceful, relaxing Saturday. And I was like, yes, I love that. It's all mental. Like just stay in your lane. That's fine. You're declaring your discerning what day you want to be like keep it that way so that was just funny that came to my head anyways we might as well get into it because this is going to be a longer episode but for my gratitude I literally didn't even outline anything for this episode because I'm a little bit sporadic today of course because now I'm filming this recording this and then I have to go to the airport in like an hour and 20 minutes so also are you guys proud I'm, I'm pre-recording this so I don't leave you guys hanging like last time when I went back to New York and I just like didn't post for a week and everyone was like um hmm. so <laughs> My gratitude though for today is I'm just thankful that I'm able to trust the uni. I'm thankful for trust, the concept of trust, because that's like what really got me through this morning. I just like wasn't questioning it and I just trusted that things were going to be okay in one way or another and that like it's going to work out and it's not the end of the world. And that's what like brought, I truly believe like that's what brought me back into alignment today, like energetically. And I swear that was a test from the uni this morning to make sure that I had trust and patience and I feel like I did a decent job, you know, but that's why it's so important. I preach so much about your headspace, not for like the days where you feel good and you're like that. This doesn't seem like it's doing anything. It's so important to work on your headspace so that when you have rocky days and rocky mornings, or whatever the case may be in bumps in the road and obstacles and adversity, you are cool, calm and collected and are able to handle them with intention and with clarity and with positivity and hope. That's that's where it's like really transformative and you really see the difference that like your mindfulness practice and taking care of your mindset has helped you. So, okay, 10 minute intro. I'm excited to get into these. Also, I just want to say, because I'm realizing a lot of you, I think a good amount of you guys are consume my content from all areas. Like if you listen to the podcast, you probably are on my Instagram and you probably watch YouTube. And I just want to say, I put up a little question box as well for like requests for, um, YouTube and I just want to say thank you to everyone who sent stuff in because it really helped me and I read through them all and I'm like 
It just really helps. The first question that I got for the question box that I posted on for the podcast, it says, are you single? If so, why? Um, yes, because I haven't found a husband, <laughs> but yeah, I am single not to start off with, uh, you know, love, but a lot of these were kind of mm, relationshipy, I guess. But, um, yeah, I am single. I have been single for a really long time. I've been like, like single, single, single for like the past year with like barely have any sort of whatever, whatever's any sort of leads, if you will. I kind of was closed off this year because just the last person I was with was like not a good situation. So I feel like I super was like turned back inward to myself and I'm just very particular. Like I'm not really looking to entertain anyone right now. Like in the past I was like, oh yeah, like he's cool. He's fun. He's chill. It's like, if I don't think that like this is my person or like I see long-term potential with this person, I don't care to entertain it anymore. I'm just like not in that phase of my life. So I'm not, yeah, I think since I'm more serious and more discerning right now, um, and have maybe more pickier expectation, not expectation standards, I guess. That's definitely why I've been living my single life effortlessly though. The next question from someone else said, have you tried dating apps? If no, why not? No, I've never actually, that's a lie. I remember a couple sophomore year of college, one of my friends and I, we went to San Diego together and she wanted to like, see if we can meet guys there. So she, I think she was on the dating apps at the time. And she's like, you got to make an account. So I made one for literally like, like it was maybe a 10 hour span and then I deleted it, but I've never like actively been on them. And I haven't seriously tried them because that's just not the way I want to meet someone. And before everyone gets their pants on a bundle and like gets offended, I'm not trying to come at anyone. If you disagree, like that's why you're using the dating apps, which is totally fine. I have really close people in my life who are avid users of the dating apps. But for me, it's like, I don't want to meet someone that way and B I don't really feel like I need to because I will say for whatever reason I tend to meet people in very serendipitous moments and I just really trust that the universe is going to bring someone into my life at the time like when the time was right and divine timing and I just feel like I just struggle with dating apps because I don't I just feel like they contribute to the problems that already like social media already brings to the society of like you just feel like you have so many options and you just, you can't lie. Like dating apps inevitably make you more focused on external surface level things because you're looking at them like a resume, like, okay, they're this old. They live here. They do this. These are the pictures. They were funny when they responded to that. Like it just seems way too like resume surface level, like pick, pick, like, let me look at the catalog. Like I really don't like that idea at all. And I feel like it defeats my purpose of how, I want to choose a partner, I guess, if you will. Um, I just really, really don't like that concept. And I feel like it also kind of takes a little bit of the magic away of meeting someone of like, you don't know so many things about them. So it's like, that's what makes you want to explore them in an authentic way. Like, I feel like when you meet someone random on the street, you're like, wait, this is so mysterious. Like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know this, 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 like, who knows? And sometimes I also feel like it ruins it. If you're like, oh, he did not look good in that picture. It's like, maybe he's not super photogenic or maybe that was a bad pit. I don't know. It's just like always so different in real life. And there's just, I'm definitely very pretty old school when it comes to dating and relationships. And like, that's something that I want to stay as like instinctual and traditional as possible. Like I do want to meet someone traditionally just like randomly on the street or wherever at an outdoor concert and be like, Hey, I'm drawn to you for some reason. Like let's, let's chat, you know? 
And I feel like it's also kind of hard to, I'm very big into energy. Like I, the people I've been with have looked so many different ways. Like I'm not super attracted to necessarily the outside portion of it. So it's like, I need to be around someone and like their energy and like their aura and like the way they make me feel. And if I feel pulled to them and like, that usually comes from me having to be with them in person. So that's what I feel like. It would be hard for me to just like choose someone on an app. I just don't know. And then it's like, then you talk to them on the app and it's like, I don't really like to have extensive conversation before I've like, t- I mean, texting before we like speak more in person. Cause it's like, I want to save it for when we're in person. And it's like, I don't know you. So I don't like know the tone you're texting in. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Next question that was sent in, how to stop checking if your crush has texted you. It's so distracting and keeps me on my phone a lot more than I want to. Girl, I totally relate to this, first of all. Second of all, and I don't like that I do, but I do relate to this. And it's annoying. Isn't it annoying? I I don't like that. Luckily, I haven't had an interest to even be looking at my phone for, but... Um, I've definitely have been there and I understand. And I think that's totally something because you guys know, I think everything is energy. So it's like, that's something that the more that you're kind of focusing on it and being like, did he text me? Did he text me? Did he text me? Or did she text me? Did she text me? Did she text me? It adds a sense of like control and resistance energetically to the situation. Like I'm telling you, believe it or not, like the other person can feel that subconsciously. So like the moment that you release and just let go and like, again, get back in your power, right? Cause that's when you're out of your power, you're extending your power of being like, are they going to text me? Are they going to text me? Like you get in your power, you focus on yourself, collect your energy, right? Come back to your, to your little throne, to your stand and collect yourself, surrender, let go, release resistance, release control. And just say that, you know, they're going to text me in due time and they're going to text you when they're ready. And another thing, I don't know if this like fully relates to this, but something that has helped me, it's like, it's kind of like saying your friend when they text you or whatever, they're like, okay, I'm leaving the house. I'll be, I'm coming to your house. Like I'm on my way. You could keep checking the driveway and be like, did they pull in? Did they pull in? Did they pull in? But it's like, you know that they're on their way. So it's like, there's no need to micromanage and like stress yourself out and try to control and like put a bunch of resistant energy into the situation, into the environment, because you're constantly checking. Like at that point, you just need to trust that they're on their way and that they're going to come when it's time for them to arrive. Right. You know what I mean? So that's kind of something that you can keep in mind when you're like, did did they text me? Did they text me? It's like, you don't need to micromanage it. Like it's going to come in due time and you just kind of got to release that control and just let it come in and just trust and surrender. Because that's also when you're just going to be in a more magnetic state energetically anyways. And I'm telling you, they're going to feel that subconscious pull to come towards you, to come talk to you, to come approach you, to be in your life. But that same analogy about like waiting for someone to pull into the driveway, that's like also can be said for someone if you're like waiting for a romantic partner or for pretty much anything in life. Like you just need to trust that it's on the way and that there's no point to like keep checking like you need to just trust that it's coming you're my favorite youtuber who's yours lots of love thank you so much lots of love to you too that's so sweet of you to say definitely sarah's day i just resonate with her so much because she like truly is everything that i hope to do with this brand one day it seems so far away and like kind of an uphill battle like I got a lot of work to do still but that's okay that's still exciting to me um if she's pretty much everything if she just had more if she had mindfulness components I'd be like yeah like that's me she does have like cooking and like I'm not the best cook like that's something I'm not passionate about but um so again it's Sarah's day she's um from Australia she's Australian she has two beautiful boys um she's so cute her husband is like a photographer a surfer just like always doing all this stuff that I love um and she's just all about like overall healthy living she talks a lot she has a lot of recipes she has like a cooking app um she has a lot of workout guides she's big into like overall 
overall wellness of like she likes to box some weight training body weight pilates stuff like she's very diverse and she just is a vlogger and she's super fun and she just did a great job at creating an overall personal brand and like you don't really see that anymore like usually it's they're influencers who are like this is me and like this is my life but like she truly created a brand like she is you can tell like the way she decorates like designs things her color palettes her just like things like that like her editing style it's like she really has cultivated an overall brand so like when you see something you can tell it's Sarah's Day branding and I just I really admire that I admire how much she's grown her brand and all the different avenues she's taken like she's she's done collabs with white fox boutique to come out with like activewear and she's just done so many things and i think it's really cool and yeah how do you deal with body image issues slash body dysmorphia i get this question every single time (laughs) and i feel like i touch on it every single time so concisely something recently that i made a really mental switch that has helped me and i say recently like literally within the past two weeks and It has helped me so much with like mitigating those bad body image days. It's just like that the think of the fact that like you're training to be genuinely healthy and not to lift a certain way like when that is your to look a certain way excuse me when that is your goal is to like oh I'm training and eating and living my life to be genuinely healthy everything else changes because you're not looking at your exterior or the outcomes or the output you're so focused on your inputs because like think about of what you need to do to be healthy it's like it's all the way that you're caring for yourself. And I don't know, just for me, it's made me focus so much on the inputs as opposed to the outputs and the outcomes. Like when you're so focused on chasing a physique, you're always like that quite literally is the output of something. It's the outcome. And I just find that when you get stuck in that kind of cycle and living in that way of focusing on outputs and outcomes, it's always unsatisfying and unfulfilling and like you're just never satisfied I don't I can't really explain why or what it is but it's just true like the way you truly are fulfilled is when you're filling yourself up and focusing on the inputs now that I'm thinking about it it's kind of like when you're putting gas in a car it's like thing you you know what I mean it's like if you're focusing on your outputs which is the way like the car drives if you were only focused on that at one point you're going to be running out of gas and there's going to be nothing left there. So it's like you need to focus on putting gas in the car and caring for the car in that sort of way and maintenance on the car and that sort of thing. And that's what's going to kind of give you that longevity of fulfillment and purpose and like being in it for the right intention. So I think just changing your intention with it all and just saying like, you know, I'm living my life, even if you're not someone who's super into fitness, like you're living your life to be healthy, not to sit here and try to look perfect because that also doesn't even exist. Um, And I think that will just really help you not get so caught up in the way that you're looking and then be so nitpicky and hard on yourself the way you look in the mirror. Because now when I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like, I'm so happy. Like she's nourished today. She moved her body today. You know, she, she meditated today. So her mind is at peace. Like, and I just am looking at it in that sort of sense. Also, just be kind to yourself. Don't talk to yourself. Like anything that you wouldn't say to your best friend, don't say it to yourself. Like, honestly, that's a good rule of thumb. Like, don't be, we're so mean to ourselves in the mirror for no reason. Where if like, if you were to say that to your best friend, if I were to say, are you going to say that to your best friend? You'd be like, are you absolutely out of your mind? No, I would never say that to my best friend. So why are you saying that to yourself? Like you should be your own best friend. You need to treat yourself like someone you love and you deserve kindness, love, and care. And the kicker is when you give yourself genuinely truly those things of kindness love and care you will inevitably like 
the person on the other side of the mirror and who's staring back at you in the mirror more inevitably because your body responds to love, not hate. The same way like when you talk to a plant with negative words, that study and the the, the plant where people spoke negative words to it and gave it negative energy, it died. Whereas the plant that was given love and care and positive words, it was flourished and growed big and strong. It's like everything is energy, people. Everything is energy. And so you are energy as well. So it's like when you give yourself love and care, everything is going to effortlessly fall into place. And it's going to feel so much more fluid and easier because you're giving yourself love. Do you feel pressured by your job to be shredded slash look a certain way almost 24 seven? I love you always. Thank you. You're so sweet. I love you too. I've seen you ask this question multiple times. So I'm going to answer it. I think previously, no. Like, I feel like if you were to ask me that, like, even six months ago, I would have been like, no, because I do truly believe that this brand, like, I th- I would like to think <laughs> you guys are here not for the way that I look. I hope that you're here for, you know, me and my knowledge and maybe my humor and like, because I brighten your day and my content and the value and information in my content, not because like I have a body that you want to attain. And I think that live fit just stands for a lot more than just training to look a certain way. Again, I hope that is the interpretation of this brand. So I don't think that like, oh, if I, if I'm not shredded all the time, like no one's going to pay attention to my content, but it is true in terms of like what catches people's eyes and like thumbnails and on Instagram, the photos look better. Like it just, you look more aesthetically pleasing when you are a lower body fat percentage that makes people want to click and engage with you. And like it catches people's eyes, which is sad. I don't like that. You know, that is what's twisted with the fitness industry is that people's credibility comes like it's true. People will believe anything someone sell, says because they, people get their credibility or people assume yes people assume credibility based on your body fat percentage or like how much how much muscle you have which just isn't true and like some of the most unhealthy people are the leanest or are the biggest where they have the most muscle but they're physiologically so unhealthy and same thing the people who are you know skin bone and skin lean like they aren't metabolic meta oh my gosh metabolically or physically or physiologically healthy so it just is a little bit twisted in the fitness industry that people think the way that you look is kind of your credibility but with that being said I feel like within the past six months I've started to get in my head about it for some reason especially kind of this summer and that's where I've like really flipped the switch recently of being like you are training and you're here to be healthy that is it like Do not get consumed with your ego to look a certain way or feel like you need to live up to other people's expectations. Like you can have body fat on your body and it would be quite hypocritical of me to preach, you know, to be healthy and all the things about like a good period and all this sort of stuff. If I'm, you know, keeping my body in a stressed state just to look a certain way to be more appealing to you guys, it's like. I deserve to be healthy and like I shouldn't sacrifice my health for the sake of my job, how well I'm doing in my job or like again to be do well on Instagram. It's like my health should always come first no matter what I'm doing in life and I want Live It to be an you know the epitome of health for you guys, a picture of health and the picture of health more often than we like to admit involves body fat, which people don't like that answer, but it's true. Like body fat is okay and it's healthy. When you live with negative people, how do you make sure they don't ruin your good vibe slash energy? I get so upset when I allow negative people to dictate my mood and kill my vibe. Nicole, I feel the same way. I totally understand this. And this is something I had to get better about because especially in college and when I first started this kind of spiritual journey, I was like really particular with that. Unfortunately, where I would kind of be a little bit too harsh on the situation. Um, 
I think it's it's kind of a fine line in a delicate dance, but you know, you don't want to just completely abandon your friends or loved ones because you're like they're in a negative mood, like they're going through a hard time, but you don't want it to pollute your mood. And I totally get that thinking that like you don't want them to kill your vibe or pollute your vibe. But again, like they are your loved ones or your family or your friends. The lighting just went behind a cloud, so this lighting just got whack. I think it's just the fine line. Like, understand when someone really needs you, like, still be there for them. Even, like, again, because sometimes you're like, you're having such a great day, but this person just unfortunately had, like, genuinely a bad day. And I get being, like, you kind of just want to let them stay in their lane because you had a good day. But, like, if they truly need you as a friend, you know, that's what's just you need to value them as a friendship and like be a good friend or a good family member and be willing to extend yourself to be there for them because you would hope that they'd be there for you as well, at least in some sense. But on the contrary, if it's someone, because I've definitely had people in my life that I needed to cut off where they were just always looking to complain. They always had a problem with something. They always would just want to excuse me, bitch about something, no matter what it was, they wanted to make a problem out of something. And like that is kind of just like, we don't, we don't entertain that here if you're trying to live your best highest self. So you need to understand like you can only help people who want to be helped and some people just want to sit and marinate in a negative headspace and there's only so much you can do. So I know it's again hard when you live with people but that's when you need to like just put a boundary up and if someone starts to the biggest thing that helped me was to not entertain it. So this happened to me a lot like when I was in college where people would talk to me about things they would be complaining about with schools and their teachers and their classmates. I would sit there and listen for a little bit, but I just wouldn't give life to it because the more energy you give to the conversation, it's more, the more it's going to feed them and the negative energy. So I just will kind of listen and hold space and then kind of try to switch topics quickly. Or I will try to, which this doesn't always go well, because again, if people want to be negative, they're going to keep being negative. I will try to like turn it into a positive or say like, hey, well, at least this happened or at least they did this and at least this happened. You know, again, sometimes that person may not like it when you say that, but that's something else I'll do. I'll try to turn it into a positive or I'll try to change the situation or I'll listen for a little bit and then remove myself from the situation and say you have something to do. But I don't think you should ever feel wrong from removing yourself from negativity. I think you have a right to your peace and a right to protect your headspace. And if if there's people that want to sit in a negative space all the time, let them do it like misery loves company, but you don't need to be their company. So <laughs> dip and protect your space, live in your positive bubble. Again, if they really need you, if they're genuinely going through a hard time, understand that you still can take a piece of yourself and help them. That's just being a good friend and a good loved one. How to know if you're taking too many supplements and what to cut out if needed. I would say you honestly, all supplements are pretty like unnecessary. Like you don't need anything obviously in your finished journey, but I'm going to give you a list, I guess, of what I think is the most basic with the most big majority of people would need to like probably the least likely for people. So number one, a protein powder. I think pretty much anyone, no matter, even if you're an avid weightlifter or not, I think anyone can benefit from protein powder because so many people under eat on their protein. Two, I would say is maybe like I kind of want to say a collagen supplement because not everyone, you know, is working on their hair, skin and nail health. But like, I just think, again, with so many of us in our society, like not a lot of us eat red meat really or other sources of collagen really. So especially for people who are depleted, just like in nutrients, a collagen supplement will help just with your hair, skin and nail health. Because when you're depleted in like other vitamins and minerals, your hair, skin and nail health like diminishes because of that. I'm also talking very strictly about gym supplements. I'm not talking about like health and wellness supplements like that. That would be like, you know, vitamin D3 and magnesium 
magnesium, stuff like that. I feel like everyone could really benefit from that, like maybe a vitamin C pill. But again, this isn't medical advice. Consult your doctor. Going back to the Jim Bro supplements though, then I kind of would want to say... This isn't going to be for any everyone, but like creatine, I feel like this is something, again, if you're not, if you're not someone who eats red meat a lot, you're not really any, getting any creatine. And if you're looking to genuinely build muscle, creatine can be a great tool to help you with that. I felt it helped with my performance so much when I was taking creatine. And I say creatine just because there's nothing else that can kind of replace it. Like for example, pre-workout, you can just sleep better. You can drink, you know, focus on electrolytes and proper hydration or like matcha in the morning and like that will be enough to kind of get the extra pep in your step without you needing pre-workout. So I say those three because they're kind of irreplaceable, if you will. There's not really a lot of alternatives for the most part. But then from there after creatine, then I would probably say some sort of like pre-workout. And then I don't even know what's left after that. But like pre-workout is just fun to me. But like BCAAs so unnecessary if you're getting a lot of protein, like getting in your protein. I just would never like recommend, oh, someone take BCAAs. Again, unless you're really under eating on protein and you're constantly sore, maybe BCAAs can be something to help to add into your like intra-workout drink to help you with like recovery. What sparked your spiritual journey and what was life like before you before you started these practices? So what started my spiritual journey, I'm really bothered by this lighting because it just is so dark now. I have a light here, but this whole side of my face is so shadowed. Anyways, what sparked my spiritual journey was that I just got really, I completely lost any sort of relationship with myself and any sort of self-love that I had. Growing up, I was a pretty conventionally like confident person pretty naturally. Um, and I grew up pretty healthy. So I think that also contributed to my like a more positive mental space. Like I would, I grew up eating whole foods. I was always active. I was outside a lot, like, and physiologically it's proven like that stuff helps with your mental health. Um, and so, but then what, you know, this was after my sophomore year of college, I started to drink a lot. Freshman year, I never drank. Sophomore year, I started to party because that was the only way I could make friends at the school that I was at. I mean, in my situation, that was the only way I made friends. I started to gain weight because I was also bulking that. So I was like bulking that winter and drinking a ton. I was drinking so much. I just was so unhappy with myself. I was really unhappy with my body image. I was super uncomfortable. I had never been that like large before, I guess, if you will. Um, and then again, I think the alcohol wasn't contributing to my mental health well. Like I also did not like where I was in school. I was in literally the middle of Pennsylvania which literally sounds like a nightmare to me now. And I just was unhappy. And so I just needed, I just was desperate to have something get to get me out of that. Cause I was like, what the heck is going on? Cause I was, I've always been pretty conventionally happy and confident. So I was like, something needs to change. So I started with affirmations and practicing gratitude just simply to help me get into a better headspace and try to develop some sort of self-love again. And then once I dabbled into that lane, you know, and when you're researching, when you're on YouTube, it just kind of spilt out into then, you know, manifestation and then everything is energy. So like if you're building up a lot of negative emotions within you, like that's what's holding on. That's those are those extra pounds that you're holding on to. It's all these negative emotions or, oh, if you keep giving yourself self hate, like how do you expect to ever, you know, allow yourself to grow into someone that you want to be because you can't hate yourself into a version that you love so it honestly started from a journey of me trying to discover and cultivate self-love and that led into sp my spiritual journey yeah what life was like before these practices I just was a little bit less I was always conventionally deep I guess if you will I always was very sentimental I always was like trying to see the bigger picture and things like that has never really changed about me but I just was never super 
I didn't really have a ton of meaning behind things, but I did grow up religious. Like I did grow up a Christian, I guess. So I always kind of had some sort of trust and like a higher power if shit really hit the fan, I guess. Favorite playlist for working out. I do have my Apple playlists linked in the link in my Instagram bio and it's actually linked in my stand store at the very bottom. There's a link to my Apple music. I have three different workout playlists that you guys always ask for. One is called gym hype. That's the most recent one I just added. I like that one a lot. Another one is let's get it or let's get it. And that's kind of another like upbeat one rap. And then they're, they're a little bit older songs though. And then ruthless is like, if you're going if you literally want to obliterate yourself on like day, it's like screamo music, three days grace. <laughs> but that's also a really good one. Like I like the like I love Lincoln Park and Three Days Grace and Breaking Benjamin. Like it hits for me because I can honestly I sing along to them even though they're like rock songs. Anyways, what are you currently reading? Thank you so much for your content. Thank you, Grace. I appreciate your love and support. I'm currently reading Think and Grow Rich and I really like it. It's literally it's a book that's so beyond its time. It literally was published in 1937. It's a super famous book, though. Like I'm sure you've heard of it. If not, this this is you now hearing about it because it's super it's a very famous book and actually back in college when I was a sophomore or freshman in college there was a guest speaker that came to one of my business classes and he was like telling like helping us giving us pointers of like ways to be successful because he was really well off and wealthy and he was like you need to read books and he was like specifically read think and grow rich like every single one of you needs to read that book and here I am now three four years later finally reading it (laughs) it's honestly a great book it talks about like kind of the concept of just like not kind of it does speak about how much your mindset impacts what you're able to achieve it touches kind of on manifestation without labeling it as such and how like your internal state dictates you know you actually achieve the things that you want to achieve in your self-belief and self-efficacy and all that sort of stuff so it's honestly a really good book and it just teaches you how to be able to like achieve really great success from your mind. And so it's a really cool, it's a cool book. So again, it's called Think and Grow Rich and I don't know the author, but if you look it up, let me actually look it up. Napoleon Hill. That's what it is. Are you a homebody or a travel girly? Both. (laughs) I have two sides of me that love spontaneity and travel and adventure. And the other side of me is like obsessed with routine and being home and like having my own space so both (laughs) that's why I feel like I'm able to be disciplined in the gym and then when I why go to Hawaii for two months like unbeknownst um do you read many books if so which ones do you like again so yes I do read quite a bit that's something that started in 2020 and I'm really happy I've like been sticking with it because reading has genuinely changed my life I read self-help books and it sounds so cliche but like it's helped so much with increasing my value as a person I always recommend the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz the power of now by Eckhart Tolle a new earth by Eckhart Tolle if you're trying to get spiritually woke please read all three of those books I feel like those are like my three main ones that I really love what's your relationship with your family like oh my gosh I didn't realize there's so many questions I'm like still just going up one by one and I should be bouncing around more. Okay. But my relationship with my family. So my parents are divorced, but we have a, we have a conventionally, like we obviously have problems. Everyone has problems. Like there's a lot of, there's toxicity and dysfunctionality in my family, but there's a lot of love in my family. Everyone's in my life. We still speak to each other. Um, so overall we have a good family relationship. How did you stop overtraining? I really need help with that. The biggest thing, again, was reminding myself that like you are here and taking care of your health to be healthy, like just that to take care of your health. So 
when you when I realized that because I just used to believe like the the more and the harder you train the better and it's just not true there's a law of diminishing returns there's a bell curve when it comes to weight training where you can actually harm your body more than doing your body good by training too much so just reminding myself of that of like this I'm harming my body right now this is not what my body needs this is not me acting from self-love anymore that's just me realizing those things was like this isn't good for my body anymore so why am I doing it so that helped me to stop overtraining and kind of pull back and say like that just was too much and it wasn't appropriate like this is truly what my body needs and this is the best way to give it self-love do you find it hard to make friends at this age honestly yes I do I think it's just very it's an interesting time because you're out of college. This is kind of the first time in my life where you're not like in an organization of some sort where you're like surrounded by people your age. I personally don't work anywhere. And if you are working, it's like you're usually working with people of all ages. And there's so many they're in so many different phases of life, which isn't a bad thing. Just sometimes it can be hard to relate to people who aren't in your same life phase. You know what I'm saying? So I do kind of find it challenging but I don't like to say anything's hard or difficult because then it will be but it has been more of a struggle for me as well and because you're like kindly coming into being an adult you're forming your own opinions there's more things like matter in life when like when you were younger like no one cared what your opinions were like just little things that adults care about now like it just I don't know it's just it's just different is all do you have a plan b if your business doesn't produce full-time income consistently no I mean, I do have a college degree, so I can always like, I would just go work on like the business side of a fitness company, but I always feel like if you have a plan B, you're not going to achieve plan A. Like the fact that you don't, that I don't have a plan B makes me like have to achieve plan A. Like there's no other option. And I think that's, what's given me my best success is being like, I refuse to do anything else. So this needs to work out. So I'm going to make it work out. You know, how many siblings do you have? I'm the youngest of four kids total. So I have three other siblings are all of your friends on the East coast. How do you meet new people? A lot of my close friends are on the East coast. Like, well, three of them. Yeah three to four of them. And then, um, I have some friends here, but they're not like from my childhood, obviously. And I usually meet people from the gym to be fully honest. And then like, you can meet friends of their friends, but that's like usually how I always meet people is from the gym. Cause that's like the only place that I go. Did your family approve of your career choice to become a content creator at first? No, my dad did not understand. He was always just like, you know, he'd get irritated if we were doing something. I wanted to stop and take a picture because my dad is always like, go, go, go. So he was like, like we don't need to sit here and take pictures on Instagram. Like that's what he thought. Like I was just trying to post to post my life to like brag about what I was doing, which was totally not ever my intention. It was to like, I was trying to cultivate a brand, but now he's like totally on board with it. He totally gets it. He like loves it. He thinks that I'm really impacting people. And he like, he totally helps me with the business aspect of things and like speaking to brands. And he's always asking me about it and how it's doing, which means a lot to me. My mom, she never was really against it. She just always thought it was a hobby. I don't think she ever thought I was going to really pursue it because I never really told her I was going to pursue it. <laughs> so she, I don't really think she ever was too felt one way about it because she was like, oh, she'll probably get a real job. <laughs> but now she's still supportive of it because she knows that I'm doing it full time and she knows how passionate I am about it. But I think there's still a little bit of a disconnect where she doesn't know how much of a full-time job it is in terms of the time and the money that I'm making. But also she, I don't think she loves the concept that I'm like speaking with random strangers on the internet. Like she still thinks it's kind of taking away time from real life connections and people in my real life, which I do understand. And that's just the difference in, in 
you know, generations. Do you do in-person personal training? No, I do not. I used to do that. I am an ACE certified personal trainer, which I have gotten a lot of questions on that lately. I am certified through ACE, um, which I'll talk about that in a little bit, but I just didn't like my biggest passion has always been lift fit. It's been cultivating this brand. So that's kind of why I wanted to open up some consultation calls and coaching calls to kind of give you guys some more insight, but without having it be like super, super long-term thing, you know what I mean? To kind of help, help me balance it all a little bit more. So I don't do in-person training, but that's why I am starting to do more like coaching calls to help give you guys some little bit more advice. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Do you want to have children? I want to have kids so badly. And in 10 years, I'm going to be 33. <laughs> so hopefully I really hope Live Fit. I don't hope Live Fit is going to be very stable. It's going to be a stable business that extends beyond social media. I'm hoping to have like workout guides. I'm hoping it to be like an overall really holistic brand that helps people, you know, live their best life and help increase people's quality of living in terms of their mindset, their, you know, their fitness, their physique, their nutrition, and they just truly feel like they're living a higher elevated life with meaning and purpose and passion. I hope to have a life partner at that point and I hope to live somewhere in a lot of sunshine. I hopefully ideally where it's warm a lot, um, but I hope to be traveling a lot. I hope to have my Porsche Cayenne (laughs) and I'm going to be really happy and fulfilled and in the present moment. Do you think it's normal to find other people attractive while in a relationship? OMG. I just posted this a little bit ago on my Instagram story because someone asked me this. I think it's totally normal. And I was speaking about someone with this girl who was in my DM. She's been with her same boyfriend literally since high school. And they're like 30 something, I think. And they've been together and they literally openly talk about when they see someone attractive on the street. I think it is so And someone else DM'd me and was like, their pants were all in a bundle that I had this opinion on my Instagram story. They were like, totally not, did not agree with me. But I think it is so unrealistic to think that for the time, if you're planning on being with someone for a lifetime, if you think that they are never going to find another human being attractive, I think you are dreaming and I think you're placing unrealistic expectations and restraints and restriction on your partner. I think that is asinine to think that. And I think I do think someone, this is what someone, um, you know, countered me on. I do think that it is completely out of control and insecurity if you're bothered by your partner finding someone else attractive. And this is the thing. I'm not saying that they find them attractive and they're fantasizing about them in their head and that they want to go pursue them. No, that's a completely different thing about taking action. But there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that someone's an attract, like conventionally attractive or cute individual. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And like when I was with people, when I was with my boyfriends, like I would openly say, oh my gosh, she's so cute. And like, I never felt one way about it. And it's like, I do think it's coming from a sense of control because you feel like you don't want your partner to think anyone else is, is attractive. You only want them to think you're attractive because you don't, you, you want that control. You want them to be wrapped around your finger and only think you're the only attractive one to walk this planet. Or you think that if they think someone else is attractive, that it's taking away from your own attractiveness or taking away from their loyalty towards you or taking away from the way they feel about you. Like, it is completely independent to your guys' relationship. It has nothing to do with their loyalty. It has nothing to do with how they feel about you. And something that my sister said that I loved, she was like, 
it says even more if your partner's attracted to someone but still chooses you because they know that you're the right person for for them and they know that they you know they love you for the person you are for the way you show up in the relationship for your energy for your aura like that speaks so much more than if someone finds someone else like surface level like attractive on the surface level scale i just think that overall it causes way more arguments than it should and it's like minutia details that doesn't matter again if they're being sneaky about it if there's your guts telling you something's wrong if they're being really flirty with other people then yeah maybe that's a red flag but if it's just conventionally like they just find someone attractive this originally started because someone asked about them like following other fitness girls or liking other girls pictures like i just think i just feel like bro i don't have I don't have the energy to like be arguing with them about that, I guess, is all. Steps you took in healing traumas. The biggest thing is letting them come up and truly process them instead of like suppressing them. So like journaling helps me so much. And just be more intentional with how I go through life because believe it or not, your traumas show up in your subconscious and like how you show up in other relationships and like just in also in the relationships that you, you know, I'm saying coincidentally in quotes, but it's not coincidentally how you like the relationships that you end up attracting into your life. Like all of it is a reflection of your internal state and your subconscious and your either healed or unhealed traumas. So just kind of being more aware and just kind of using active learning like in the moment of being like oh I just showed up this way like clearly I was triggered for some reason why did I just feel triggered where do I think that's coming from why am I acting that way did that person do something to make me feel that way or was I you know did I make up a scenario in my head because something happened when I was a kid or when my last boyfriend cheated me like this like just being more overall intentional and using critical thinking and questioning and being more curious I think is something that really helped me just heal overall and just become a more like evolved individual. I feel like honestly that helped me more than, than, you know, journaling overall. And also reading books helps me a lot. Like just read about these things. There's a good book called how to do the work by Nicole um, LaPera. She's a holistic psychologist. Great book. You mentioned your mom has grown a lot lately. What do you think helped her the most? So my mom like recently went through literally a spiritual awakening. I'm not even kidding. Like probably a year ago now. She used to live in New York like her whole entire life. Central New York. She recently moved out here in Utah in March. She dropped everything like just try, I don't want to infringe too much on her life, but like, just trust me, her life did a completely 180. She's 60 years old. She dropped everything and everyone. And she was like, I'm choosing me and I'm choosing my happiness. I think what helped her the most is she just did hit rock bottom. She was at a really bad place, you know, like a year, a year and a half ago. And she just had enough. Like she just was like, I need to choose me or else I'm just going to continue suffering for all of these years. So Um, I think it just, I mean, I know the biggest thing was her switch in mindset and she just stopped playing victim. She stopped saying, why is life so hard for me? Why does this keep happening to me? Why am I so stuck? And she started saying, what can I do to not be stuck? What can I do to live a life that I want? What can I do to be happy? And she started to take action on those things. And she, she really took action in her life and she stopped, she stopped seeing the problems and focusing on the problems. And she started focusing on the potential and the opportunities. And I'm telling you like her life has completely switched 180 tips for beginners in the gym so I have two YouTube videos up about this I have one from like last year that's 
titled like where to start or like tips to get fit for beginners. And then I recently posted a beginner's guide to weightlifting on my YouTube channel. So the beginner's guide to weightlifting is way more like technical, science-y, like this is the textbook, what you can do to structure a basic weight training session and a few things to focus on with your nutrition to optimize your training. So if you're interested, those two are on my Instagram. I feel like I'm talking so fast, you guys. I'm sorry, but because I'm kind of on a, on a time scale. What age do you see yourself getting married and what does your ideal wedding look like? Y'all, I mean, I guess I have an ideal age, but like I saw something on TikTok that was so funny and so true. It was like, it was like one of those, the calculating sound. And it was like, I want to have kids by the time I'm 30. So I need to be married by 28. So I need to be married by the time I'm 26, which means I needed to meet someone yesterday. And I was like, (laughs) that is literally me. So ideally, I would think I, I could so see myself. Well, ideally ideally not factoring in if I had a relationship right now or not I would love to get married like 26 27 and then have my first kid like 29 30 I don't think there's anything wrong with that sounds pretty decent to me but like I also trust whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen and my ideal wedding I'm not a big wedding like I'm not like this is what's going to happen and I want this dress and these are my colors like I'm not that's just not me like I want to speak about my partner about it like I don't want it to be my way and that's what we're doing because <laughs> there's people who are like that that are like nope this is what we're gonna do I don't care what he says like I do want it to be very mutual and collaborative and I want it to reflect like us and our dynamic preferably definitely some sort of outdoor wedding 100% I don't really want to get married in a church I know I don't want to get married in a church and I just want it to be very wholesome I don't have a call to like have a bunch of people there I do want to say my vows I want it to be really romantic and sincere and heartfelt and yeah, I don't really necessarily think of, I don't know, like a beach wedding, but like an outdoor wedding, I guess that's all I got. I haven't really thought about my wedding that much. Cause it's not, I'm not super keen on like feeling like I need to get married, I guess. Is there an attachment in the season of life that you need to get let go of? I love this question. Is there an attachment in the season of life that I need to let go of? Yeah. I'm kind of getting a couple down, a couple things right now. Yeah. I think I need to let go of this, this, picture of like perfection because I tend to be a perfectionist with just like everything I do so I think I really need to let go of perfection and also like the need to know I need to let go of the need to know like I sometimes I like want to know the answers and what's gonna happen and what's it gonna look like and it's like I just don't need to know like I just can flow how did you start loving yourself genuinely affirmations I started writing affirmations down on a piece of paper I started with five in the morning and then I started saying themselves into my in the mirror and I telling you it rewired my brain so that I got in the habit of saying positive kind words to myself. I'm telling you. How did you meet your friends in Hawaii? Honestly, Instagram slash YouTube and the gym. And then from those friends, I met their friends pretty much. Should slash can every workout be really intense in caps, really intense, assuming that you are getting adequate rest I don't know how many times you're working out, but like based on what I know in my experience, like kind of no, like you don't need to be training to failure every single workout, every single set. And like, that's something I used to do. I would train so hard constantly because I thought like, that's what it took. If I was being serious, that's what it took. If I wanted to see results, that's what it took. If like I was tough, right? Like I didn't want to be lame and like go, go easy on myself. Like I wanted to train as hard as I can to prove that I was tough, but like your body doesn't need that every single workout. So I think that Again, don't take my specific like medical advice, but I would say like, you know, there's 
no more than like 70, like 60 to 70% of your workouts can be hard and challenging, but like let the other 30% be more mellow and easy. How to accept that I've never dated slash kissed and don't like to drink slash party when I'm 22. I'm reading this because I know someone else out there is going to relate to this and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Listen, listen to me, girl. Like, it truly age is just a number, which I know everyone says that, but like you just need to trust your own path that you're on. And like it, that doesn't make you any lesser to not have, you know, experience those things like everyone's on their own timeline. Age means nothing like you do not need to feel rushed in any sense. And just again, my biggest word is just trust. That's kind of the season I'm in is just trusting. But like, again, also, if you want to change those things, if you want to experience those things, then open yourself up. Like maybe you're in an energetic block. Say yourself affirmations that you effortlessly attract people into your love life. Things like that where you're opening up your heart chakra, you're opening up your energy to attract those scenarios in. But if you don't have any interest in dating, if you don't have any interest in partying, that's totally fine. Like, don't make it feel like you need to be a certain way because society makes you feel like... There's a certain timeline. How to get over past relationship trauma slash not bringing it into a new relationship. I love this question. This was something I really dealt with because again, my first relationship like cheated on me. It was not a good relationship. And so, you know, it was really hard sometimes to show up completely healed into the next one. And I think, you know, it's unrealistic to expect this of you and it's unrealistic for your new partner to expect this of you to be like 100% healed. I think healing is a, a forever ongoing journey. So you need to give give grace with yourself and have patience with yourself and your partner needs to do the same and understand your background. But you also need to understand it's not fair to pin something on your partner that they had absolutely nothing to do with. For example, I'm, this is making me think of the analogy. It's like, it's like when someone, cause I get this a lot with my siblings. Sometimes my dad will be like, why did you put like, you can't put this, you know, I'm making up an example. You can't put this X, Y, Z in the fridge because blah, 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 blah. When I'm like, dad, I'm not even the one that did it. Like you're speaking to the wrong person. So it's kind of that sort of thing. It's like, you can't be mad at them for something that someone else did and hold that against them. It's like, I'm a big believer that you trust someone until they give you a reason not to. And it's unfair to pin something on them that they had nothing to do with and that they didn't do and make them pay for the consequence that someone else did. It's just, it's also like you're, you know what I mean? It's just also not even in the same equation. Like you're, you're scared to get hurt from someone when it's not even the same person that actually hurt you in the first place. Do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like being like, oh, you got burned from a hot pan, but it's like, oh, I, I hope I don't get burned on this ice bowl. It's like, <laughs> I know it like doesn't really work, but do you know what I'm saying? It's like that didn't even have the same capability, like meaning that hot stove, that hot pot was because that person was just toxic and a bad person. But like, hopefully, well, I guess not a bad person. They were struggling and going through a hard time when hopefully this newfound relationship, you know, is someone new and someone who's healthy for you and won't have that capacity to do something like that. How to start eating intuitively and not die trying in parentheses, fear of food. I just spoke about this with my last coaching call with that the girl that I spoke to the other day. And my advice, again, if you are tracking, I think the best way to transition into eating intuitively is like find a time when you are you're not focused on any sort of physical or anything where you're like, I'm trying to be in a deficit or a surplus. When you're trying just to be at maintenance level and you're someone who's tracking your calories, start by just maybe giving yourself like two intuitive days that week where you're tracking five days of the week and then you're eating intuitively two of the days. And so you kind of just can focus on starting to get a feel of your hunger cues of eyeballing your food and just focusing on 
you know, getting practice, doing it without needing the numbers and the math, and then slowly maybe transition to three days, four days, so on. And then you kind of do this slow transition from tracking to intuitive eating. I think it helps you get more of a gauge of where your maintenance level should be like with your tracking. It also helps to give your body time for you to like listen and hear your hunger cues. And it gives you practice with paying attention to those hunger cues. How to overcome the fear of food. Again, I keep using the word trust. You need to trust your body. I think our bodies are so much smarter than we make them out to be. Like they know the right answer. I think sometimes we get so confused when it comes to food because we're trying to be in our minds when we need to truly get into our bodies and just listen to our hunger cues. Like there's so much to say just about taking away that mental equation and just being like, am I hungry? Yes or no? That's it. Not like, oh, what did I eat today? I shouldn't have eaten that. But since I had this, maybe I should eat this. Like, no, simply say, Am I hungry? Yes or no. And just go with what feels good to you. Just relax. And like, again, when you start to overthink about like what I should eat and all this sort of stuff, it then it creates that resistant energy within the situation. And again, it has you acting from control and fear, which nothing ever good happens in that low vibrational state. So, you know, surrendering, letting go and just trusting your body and truly knowing that food is fuel and you need to trust that your body is going to desire the amount that it truly needs. And if you just keep fulfilling those requests, your body is going to, and you love your body, your body is going to love you back. So food is truly fuel. And I think it's just blown out of proportion that, you know, food is this enemy or that it's so easy to overeat. And then, you know, I just think, and I'm not trying to belittle people who truly are struggling with their relationship with food. Like I understand it can be difficult, but I think what makes it difficult is we get way too wrapped up in our minds about it. And we just need to trust our bodies. If you're focusing on eating whole foods, minimizing processed foods, your body is going to be able to register its satiety more accurately and correctly and tell you what it needs and what it's craving and when it's hungry and when it's truly full. Not a cue, but could you by any chance say hello and an affirmation to my sis? Hello. Greta underscore twin is who she wants me to say hello to. She said she hearts you. I love both of you because I think you guys are twins, which is really freaking cute. And my affirmation for you. Hmm. This is such a cute little thing. What, what affirmation do I feel to give to you? I love myself unconditionally and I'm proud of who I am. That's it. That's all I have to say to you. Love you guys. (laughs) Is there a magic solution slash formula for happiness? Such a good question. And I think there's no necessarily magic formula for everyone, but I think gratitude is a really freaking good place to start. I'll put it that way. Um, I think there's a big difference between surface level happiness and true inner joy, which I think is more so what you're getting at is like truly feeling content and joy. And I truly feel like that stems from gratitude and truly just feeling thankful for what you have right now good question line between self-care healing and selfishness your thoughts on healthy selfish versus unhealthy selfish here's my situation because I struggle with this because I'm obviously so big into like self-care and self-love that it's kind of like I tend to put myself first in order to like keep up with my care practices and I don't think I think maybe it's conventionally selfish, right? But I think the line is like where someone truly needs you or they want your support because they're performing at something or they just, you know, got a really good job offer and like things like that. And then being like, no, I'm not going to go celebrate with you. I have to go to the gym. That's something where I feel like that's being selfish, where like they need you. They're going through a hard time or they want to celebrate with you or, you know, something like that, where it's just like the time to be a good friend, but you're choosing to 
like get your workout in that day, even though you worked out already four days that week. Like that to me is selfishness. Whereas opposed to if someone's like, can you just come hang out with me and watch a movie? Like I'm bored, but you would prefer to go meditate or work on your passion project or go to the gym. I don't think that's selfish. I'm sorry. Like that's you choosing the life that you want to live. And that's you taking care of yourself and treating yourself the way that you want to treat yourself, which I don't think is, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the people who don't pour into themselves in that way and like truly focus on just pouring into themselves and bettering themselves and working on themselves. Those are the ones that will come at you and accuse you of being selfish just simply because I don't feel like they understand. Do I believe in paranormal stuff? Yes. 10,000% I do. Girl, whatever happened to that setup of the older gentleman's grandson? If you guys are lost, basically... (laughs) there's this old man at my gym who's trying to set me up with his grandson who doesn't live here in Utah. So it's like kind of a long lost love. And this has literally been in the works since March. I've been posting this on my TikTok. I just posted a recent update there, girl. So go on my TikTok and look. Basically, he might come here to Utah at the end of the month and maybe I meet him. I don't know. It's just honestly funny at this point. I genuinely have no expectations of us actually meeting to be fully honest. Like I don't really think it's going to happen, but it just is funny above anything. (laughs) How do I know if I like someone or just wants to be in a relationship? I feel like if you have to say that or ask that, you may not be all about the person because of who they are. You might like the idea of the person or the concept of having a relationship if you need to ask that. I feel like you're going to know if you know. Because I, my biggest thing, I feel like you're going to know it's the right person when you meet them and you're like, I just want to be around you. But like not in a friend way, like I want to kiss you and touch you, but I just, I love your energy and I just love your presence and you make me feel so good and I admire who you are and I don't care in what form that it's in of like me labeling you as a boyfriend or a partner or whatever the case may be. It's like, I just want to love you. And like, I feel like that's when you know it's really genuine and sincere. You guys, I literally, one of my biggest pet peeves is the fact that I can't answer all the questions. Like, it just bothers me. I just want to answer all them. (laughs) Oh, I did say I was going to touch on ACPT. Okay, really quickly, she said, more info on your ACE certification, how it went, why you got it, likes and dislikes. So, ACE is just like an online, basically, in order to get your personal training certification, it's like an all online, like self-paced thing. Well, they basically send you a book. You have to read the whole book. You study, then you sit for an exam. It took me probably like six-ish months, I want to say, but I really only hardcore studied like two-ish months, to be fully honest. Um, And I got it just because I wanted, that was my phase of my journey where I was like, I want to learn anything and like everything. I just want to try to optimize my training. And I was super interested in like just simply weight training itself. And I wanted more credibility for LiveFit and for my future. Um, and in terms of likes and dislikes, like I just feel like I just kind of struggle with it because I feel like people who lift for a year, like I'm going to go become a personal trainer and then like think they know everything. But like me looking back, like the literally 90% of the things that I know about weight training, came from nothing having to do with with my personal training certification to be fully honest I feel like the certification only teaches you how to like build clients and rapport and like all that sort of stuff and like the business side of training and like the mobility tests and things like that and screenings but like nothing like I really wish there was an in-person component where like you were doing form with other people or I just felt like it was not nearly in depth I did not get out of it what I was expecting to get out of it I guess I thought I thought I was going to learn way more and maybe I'm looking for more of like a strength and conditioning specialty or something that I might need to go a little bit higher in the education but I just feel like 
I think it's a great place to start. I don't want to bash it and I don't want to discredit people who have it. But like if you are looking to become a serious like fitness professional, really learn knowledge, getting your personal training certificate like isn't enough. You need to research on your own. You need to get experience. You need to be lifting like you need to just simply have time in the gym. Like looking back to when I had a year into weightlifting, I may have thought that I knew a lot, but like now six years in, I'm like, when I was one year in, I knew nothing. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know, everyone's at their own pace. But I would just say, like, make sure that you still keep your horizons broadened and like are constantly always trying to continue education because there is truly so much to learn. Okay, last what I'm going to say, because I did really want to elaborate on this, then I do really need to go. So she said, can you talk more about why you're against birth control? Would love to hear your thoughts. So again, this is not uh, medical advice. I did speak about this on my Instagram story just to provide clarity. And I just hope to offer a different perspective on it. So the reason why I'm against birth control, which again, I used to sugarcoat it, not really say that I'm openly against it because I didn't want to like stir the pot. But I just I'm kind of over that phase of like people not liking what I have to say. Like I'm here to speak my truth and what I feel is important. If you don't agree with it, that's completely fine. Like that's why you're making your own decisions, right? So for me, in my research, there's just so many side effects with it. And I don't like, first of all, I don't like the thought of putting synthetic hormones in your body. It's not natural. B, I don't think people understand what is happening within your body when you're on birth control. It is quite literally suppressing and turning off your proper hormone function and overriding it artificially. So Like it's to the point where your body doesn't like there's so many estrogen and progesterone are so important for us. Like our whole entire life pretty much is built off of the the complement and the cycles of the rise and the fall of our estrogen, our progesterone levels within our body throughout our cycle. So when you're on birth control, it's what's making you literally not ovulate and not have a period when having a period and having these naturally optimally functioning hormones. That is a major indication of health and vitality for females. And it's a health sign, the health sign of an individual. Of a woman and um there's also so many side effects of like depression anxiety it also helps it also contributes to um nutrient deficiencies it will prevent your body from like properly absorbing nutrients and utilizing it that's why so many people have like just so many other issues when they're on birth control and it's always a band-aid for whatever problem you're going through so many people will have like maybe heavy periods which is a result of hormone imbalances from their lifestyle but then they will take a birth control pill which masks the problems which isn't actually healing the you know what I mean isn't treating the root cause so then when you ever decide to come off birth control all your problems are still there because you never actually solved the root cause um so again I guess I'm more so I'm more so against birth control in the sense of people's intention to take it in order to help like with certain symptoms that they're going through because I just am a firm believer that there's always more natural remedies to cure those symptoms you're experiencing I'm obviously not against preventing pregnancies and like you know pregnancy protection I'm not at all that's where you could use condoms you can pull out you could use um tracking your cycle you could use tracking your body temperature because your body temperature will fluctuate when you're ovulating so you know when you're ovulating which is when you can get pregnant there's just a lot of other different options again don't I'm not here to like convince people one way or another that's my honest opinion do your own research there's so many podcasts about this that you can look to and I just would recommend people becoming more knowledgeable about what's really going on just so you're aware of what's actually happening within your body when you're on birth control. That is all. Okay, no, I lied. This is the last question that I'm going to go. Do you ever feel losing your values slash beliefs 
Do you ever fear losing your values or beliefs as your brand grows or changing too much? I don't ever fear changing because I just feel like this brand is also built on the principle of authenticity and I feel like a very strong sense of self and like I feel very grounded in who I am. But sometimes I fear like because there's so many like I just don't like when people again kind of leading off that last question people will ask for your opinion but then when you say an opinion that doesn't agree with theirs then they get mad at you for saying what you said and I just feel like it's so contradictory so sometimes I fear like not ever fully being able to speak my full truth based on like backlash that I would get like I just really don't want that to ever happen I want to always be able to remain honest and open and truthful and like hope that we have a community that's accepting enough of my opinions whether you agree with them or not um you know as long as they're not openly causing harm or being disrespectful but that's more so what I fear I don't fear like losing I don't know myself or like changing I just kind of fear sometimes of being like I hope I don't ever like lose my voice because there's like too many people's opinions coming at me that would make people upset and it's just kind of a bummer that you know, my brand and success and longevity is built upon like the people that I have supporting me. So if I say opinions that a lot of people don't agree with, even though it's my truth, like that, you know what I mean? That could be enough to like hinder my success in my business, which is kind of a struggle. So it's kind of a weird line, but it is what it is. And I think that I'm just going to take it as it comes. So I really need to go to the airport, but I love you guys so much. I need to have an affirmation for you guys which I didn't write one down, but I just want to let's say I trust the universe and face adversity with love and patience. Ooh, that was a good one. I trust the universe and face adversity with love and patience. I trust the universe and face adversity with love and patience. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for watching and listening. I really have to go. I love you guys so much. Thank you for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed this Q&A and hopefully I'll see you next week. Have a good rest of your week, you guys. Love you.